What's the game-changing realization that helped you build a high-performing team? That question is at the center of every episode of the HR Impact Show. Every HR professional wants to build a team that has empowered managers, engaged employees, and an organization that's striving to become elite. The challenge is that you're often told to do more with less. We're gonna fix that. Every week, we will feature executive and senior HR leaders from across the country, and they will share with us their actionable insights and best practices that can help empower you to create an engaged elite workforce. Here's the show. Can you really run a highly profitable business by deliberately investing in good culture and good people? Hi, I'm CT from Engage Rocket, and I have with us in the studio today to help us answer that question, Mr. Matt Hansen. He's the Chief Operating Officer at KBP Foods. They own and operate brands like KFC, Taco Bell, and Arby's all across the country. Now, he joined them when they were only around 30 stores, and now they've got over a thousand. He's a business leader who believes that culture isn't cheap, but the ROI is fantastic. It's a real pleasure to have you here today, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm happy to be here. So Matt, could you just uh, maybe quickly introduce us a little bit more to yourself, your role at KBP and what KBP does? Yeah, KBP is one of the top five largest franchisees in America. We have over a thousand Taco Bell, Arby's, and KFC combined restaurants in over half the states throughout the United States. Wow, that's incredible. How would you describe your role? I run the ops for the KFC team. We have about 840 KFCs throughout that territory. My job is to make sure that we have teams in place that operate our restaurants from the executive vice presidents to regional vice presidents to our area coaches that live on the ground all the way down to the general managers that we have systems and processes in place to have talent at all levels. In our conversation earlier, we spoke about how you guys grew from a real kind of tight-knit, almost startup with 30 stores, and you're now at a 1,000. Tell me a little bit about that journey. When I joined KBP, there were actually 38 stores at the time, but they had a vision to be much bigger. And I was with a fairly large restaurant brand that just lost its way. They no longer invested in people. We had new owners that were always focused on short-term profitability versus investing back in our restaurants, more so investing back in our people. And what KBP offered me at the time, and a gentleman named Mike Culp, who is the founder of KBP, was a different way, a way that we start with focusing on the culture of our company, which in turn would attract great people. So my role has been throughout the, the 15 years I've been here is to make sure that we have enough talent in place that when acquisitions happen, that we're ready to grow during that time. And that's always been my role. It's hiring the best possible I can that develop their people below them and develop their people below them, that whenever that acquisition opportunity comes, wherever it is in America, that if it's a fit for our company, that will never be held back because we don't have leadership in place to do it. We are constantly working on our bench of, of players at all levels and developing them so that as acquisitions occur, we can go. We That's really incredible to hear. And it sounds like quite an adventure. Did you always have this focus on people or was there some realization or a discovery that helped you figure out how important that is? I've been in the restaurant business my entire life. I was always the results guy. All of my promotions came because I got better results than anybody else. And I did it right through my people, not necessarily with my people. 
And I had an opportunity with the company was at before here to, to take a jump to a much larger role. And my boss at the time was somebody I respected greatly, put me through a series of assessments. And the very last step of these assessments was to spend a day with a psychologist. And he really challenged me on that. He challenged me on, you're at a level now where you can't force results. You need to do this all through leading people. And he gave me a couple challenges. And the, the one that was that stuck with me to this day is, he said that we're in a day where everyone's sending emails. I encourage you to make your thing is that you do a handwritten card every time you spend time with a leader. And it's something that just changed me. And at the time I, I was taking over the California market for this group and he challenged me to take a different approach to California, a more of a people driven approach. And what I noticed really quickly is this is a lot more fun. It's a lot more fun to, to champion your people, love your people, give them hugs, high fives, not just always be focused on results. And what I really noticed was the results were way better because people felt engaged and they're part of a team and they felt loved and appreciated. And that's stuck with me ever since. But the biggest part is I've always been somebody that if it's not fun, I don't want to be there. I, I, there's plenty of place in the restaurant to go work if it's not fun. And when I left that company to join KBP, I simply was having no fun anymore. I was with people I still loved, but in a direction I knew couldn't be sustained and keep people happy. And I knew it would be a slow talent drain from that company, which it was. And I wanted something different. And I even took another step when I joined KBP. And just, again, Mike Culp, who's the CEO, just had a completely different approach to how you focus on structure first and, and make sure that you get the best people. And, and then he gave me the autonomy to only hire and surround myself with people that I personally loved and, and wanted on my team. There's nobody on my team that reports to me that I don't love and, and want here. And then I gave that same ability to everybody on my team that if, if you don't like somebody on your team, go find someone that you do. Make sure that you love and you're invested in not only their life or, or their work life, but you're invested in their personal life. I'm very big on this and it's, it's just flourished throughout our company, but it really all starts with the top in our company and has just worked its way throughout every level of our company. And we believe that developing people and appreciating people just doesn't happen. You have to invest a lot of time and a lot of dollars in it. And with COVID and everything that was going on, so many companies got away from that. We just never did. We never thought about getting rid of our talented people. We thought about we need these people to get through COVID. We need these people to get through this thing. We don't want to lose anybody. The conversation never even came up. There's a lot to unpack in that. I'm going to start with a word that you use, and you use this word, people that you love. And it's a very strong emotional word, especially in today's day and age, where there's a lot of cynicism about the relationship that we build in the workplace. It's become very transactional. And you mentioned even COVID where I think there's a huge amount of disillusionment in the workforce that that relationship they have with the employer is very much transactional. I mean, the chips are down, they're just going to get dropped. So everyone just behaves like a free agent. And it sounds like you've taken a completely opposite approach. How do you build that, first of all? You have to hire clearly the right people. But my opinion is in the restaurant business, especially, it's a hard job. In this business, as smart as you are, there are certain times where still nothing beats working hard. It, it, sometimes that's more valid than anything in this business. You can work your way through most problems. If I'm afforded the ability to surround myself with people that I want to be with every day, then I might as well love these people too. And I might as well learn about their husbands and their wives and their kids and what they like to do and help them reach their goals in and out of work. I always say that 
KBP should never be first in anyone's mind. It's not in my mind. My faith and my family will always come before my work. Now, there are times you get out of balance, but I try to always stay in balance. And I want my team to think the exact same way and treat their people the same way. There's a lot of insecure people in this business. And I want to be surrounded by people that are secure enough to go hire the absolute best talent. If someone's better than me to, at my job, then come take it from me. I, and I truly believe that. I want everyone to get the best that they can in life. Maybe I'm just corny or something. I don't know, but I, I genuinely do love the people. I, I have really 13 people on my leadership team, and I know all of their spouses really well. Twice a year at our company, in the late winter and in the fall, I get all of the spouses together. And we have meetings, and then they, all the spouses come in, and we have a weekend where it's just us. And those connections are invaluable because I, I firmly believe Every decision I make in, in my life when it comes to where I'm going to live, what I'm going to do, my wife is equally important in that decision as I am. And I think everyone else feels that same way. And when you do put in a lot of hours in this business, it's time away from family. It's time away from your spouse and your kids. And I want them to know that we appreciate that and that we love them and we're, we care for them. And we want balance. We always want balance. And the rest of the business, it's easy to fall out of balance. But having the, the right spouse or partner is somebody that, that will help you stay balanced. And my wife has been my balance and most of my team is the same way. My team of 13 is very diverse, but in their core, they tend to be great husbands and wives, great mom and dads, great neighbors, great, great for their community. I, I like people that are just genuinely good people. And then on top of that, they're good leaders as well. But at this company, as much as you can be loved, we've let people go. We let someone go a couple months ago that I'd still consider like a brother to me, but the results still have to be there. You still have to be developing your people and getting results at our companies. That will never change in this business. As much as you love people, there are times you have to make, you have to part ways with them because bottom line results do matter. As a leader, that's such a tough balance to maintain sometimes. How do you go about repairing trust and that? that sense of camaraderie and love with everyone else that still remains on the team after you've had to go through a difficult separation. I, I believe it's an integrity-driven decision. Every time you let someone go, it should really hurt. That It's just not easy. And th these ones weren't easy. But what I did in this case, because he was very popular, is I called each and every one of the 13 on my team, the, the 12 remaining ones at that point, and told them exactly why. Probably not something that HR would have loved. I was told exactly why we did it. And they all saw the results. The great thing about KBP is we have about 40 people in our company that are true partners, they're business partners, that their personal wealth is built up inside of KBP. This is something that, that everybody that I talked to understood it because they know I care about them and, and they know that I did this, that this was not easy for me. They knew that this was something that if it got to that point, there was enough trust there that they believed and trusted that. I was making the right decision. And then we actually helped him get another job at a restaurant company here in, in Kansas City because I still want him to be successful. I, I still think he's a great person and a great leader. Wow, it's been a great conversation so far. Make sure you join the HR Impact community where we gather a community of HR leaders just like you. This is a space where top people leaders share actionable insights and practical playbooks. Sign up today as a member for the community. Get updates on the latest HR resources and exclusive event invites. You can join the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR impact. And now back to the show. That's a really powerful story because I think that whole ethos of the human honor, your faith, honor, your family, honor who you are, your core values. Yeah. And then everything else stems from that. 
what I heard from what you said earlier, that if you have trust that you would have that person's best interest at heart, even if you had to make this decision, and even to the extent of looking out for his success in his next uh, stage of his life journey, I think that in itself sends a really powerful message to everyone. You have to make a lot of tough decisions in the restaurant business. There's decisions made every day at every level. It's a hard business. It's very hard. Again, it's if, if you build that trust, it doesn't happen right away, but if you build that trust over time, when something like that has to happen, which was painful for a lot of us, they believe and trust your decision-making. There's people that I hired years ago were terminated over the last few years for whatever reasons. When the person they reported at then, it's say, I, I, I have to afford them the same opportunity. I can't say I get to love my team, but you don't get to love yours. But at the end of the day, when they called me and said, this is why I had to do this move, I fully supported them. I never second-guessed them. I may have asked them a couple challenging questions, but when I knew that they were making the right decision and it was the right decision for their business, I would never stand in their way. That's happened numerous times where it was somebody that I had hired over the last 15 years, especially the first five years when I was hiring quite a few people more at store level, but I trusted them. The trust got to go both ways. That ability to put your ego aside and look out for the broader team, honor that relationship, I, I think very rare in the business world. And I want to pull on a thread that you mentioned earlier, where that at KBP, you care very much about structure first. And I'm tying that together with this idea of deliberately investing in culture, where it's, it's sometimes a little bit of a misconception that to build a great culture is free. And you're saying that, no, this, we're actually going to put money behind this. We're going we're to make that deliberate investment around some kind of structure that helps to build culture for us. And even though that ROI is not going to be immediate and we're not going to be able to maybe measure it tangibly, we're going to make that investment anyway. Talk me through the mechanisms around that and how you guys think about it. When I first joined, Mike and I were out to dinner one night and he was talking about the company he really wanted to be. And, and it was this whole thing where in the, in the restaurant business, for sure, and probably in corporate America altogether, a large majority, I believe, of companies hope they have a good culture. They talk like they have a good culture. They may pray they have a good culture. They may talk themselves into believing they have a good culture, but they don't invest in their culture. Culture is not accidental. Culture is very purposeful. A neglected culture becomes your culture. Just only talk about culture at the boardroom and your store level people don't feel it. It's hollow culture. It's not a real culture. We, we believe that Profits and results really matter, but it's not the first thing we focus on. The first thing we focus on is how do we assure that we have a culture that attracts great people? How do we make sure that we are investing money in their development, in their recognition, in their top 10 trips, whatever we do, but that we really put money and guarantee put money into to building a culture. So we don't just accidentally or, or cross our fingers and hope that we have a great culture. We assure that we, and then with that, we believe that a great culture separates us from most companies for sure in the restaurant business, but probably in America where you have a really strong culture that attracts the best people. And then when you have that pool of people that's far superior than others might have, you can get the best of those people, the people that really do believe what I believe and that they believe that they want to be around people that they genuinely care for and love and want them to succeed. And if you have that great culture that attracts those great people in this business, they get results. Instead of starting with results, we end with results, create a great culture, invest in this culture. We invest millions of dollars in our culture. 
that'll attract great people that end up getting great results. And that's just how we survive. Everybody in our company has this pin on, and it's our charity called KBP Cares. And it's something we put together years ago. It's fully funded by our employees. This is a staggering number on the KBP food side. 89.5% of our employees participate in our KBP Cares Fund. We have 15,000 employees uh, on our side. And 89.5, which our goal is to get to 90% this year, that's a staggering number that participate in this. And, and all we ask out of our hourly employees is to put $1 of every paycheck into the TVP Cares. And then when an employee has, a, has an event in their life, whether something as simple as a car breaks down or apartment fire or whatever catastrophe in their life, they can apply for a grant from KVP Cares and we help them out. And we don't ask ever to be paid back. We'll do well over $600,000 this year in KVP Cares. Our goal is to get to a million eventually. It's become a, a huge part of our culture where if you're an hourly employee that's going through some tough times, they know we're there for them. Or it's our recognition trip that we do every year to Mexico where we take a couple hundred people down to Mexico and celebrate the year they had before. Or it's events we do regionally to keep the team together. We have a leadership for our general managers of our restaurants that want to be area directors one day. Those are people that run eight stores or so. And then we have a development for the area directors that want to be directors that run like 50 store things. I just got through going through a couple, what we call future leader breakfast last week in New York with, with Mike that was talking to shift managers about in this business, if you keep working hard, if you make sure you never jeopardize your integrity and you're always willing to learn, there's no reason you can't be making 70, 80, 90, well over $100,000 in this industry one day just by working hard and becoming an assistant manager, then a general manager, then an area coach. It's a very underrated industry. And we were just trying to show them a path uh, on how to get there. The art is well worth it. We're still dedicated to the development of our people. We're still dedicated to the culture of our company because in our case, that would probably be the last thing we cut, not the first thing. So we're coming close to time. If you, if you had the opportunity to give advice to say a chief HR officer or someone in your position in, in another organization, how would you advise them to get started on what you're saying, to create that intense care for people across the board? I was with a company that was driven by HR and I've been by with companies that are driven by finance, but ones that are driven by HR can sometimes be very taxing. If HR is looked at as a negative inside of a company, that means they're handling it wrong. I would tell an HR executive to, to become partners with operators, strong strategic partners with operators to where they actually are, are in the room when discussions are happening and that they're, they see how we act. They understand the business. It's easy to do HR from an office building a long way away from the front line, but to get out in the front line and see what our store managers and our people are doing and have empathy for how hard it is and how hard it is to make a bad decision in the middle of a tough lunch period. Our head of HR here, Christy Magalusa, is somebody that I consider a friend, first of all, but also somebody that's highly tied into what we do on my ops side here. I consider her somebody that I use as a valuable resource when we're doing new things. But I think if that relationship is strained or if one feels like they're over the other and they're not partnering with in some companies, ops will just bulldoze right through HR. And then some companies, HR will just bulldoze right through ops. Both those are bad ideas. You should be like a train track parallel where you're helping each other out. You're not constantly crossing each other's lanes, but you're there to support each other and, and make sure as an HR person, remember most HR people work Monday through Friday, nine to five and our stores are open until. I talk about it was up to three in the morning. It's a tough job. Having 
parallel tracks where, you, where you're working together to build development plans and do all these things that are so important to creating content and stuff that, that does drive culture. You just need to make sure that you're aligned there. And that should be a beautiful marriage between ops and HR. I think that's what I'd say. That it's that partnership that we have with HR that's so important to us. Matt, thank you. If people want to find you to ask you any further questions about your experience in the restaurant business or just your experience as a leader, what's the best way for them to do? Probably email me be the best way. At, you could email me at it's M-H-A-N-S-E-N at kbpbrands.com. Thank you so much, Matt, for hanging out with us today. And for those of you who are listening, I hope you enjoyed the show. Please. Do drop us to a review and tune in the next time where we'll have another great leader sharing with us their best practices in building an elite team. Thanks for listening to this episode of the HR Impact Show. We hope you liked the conversation. Don't forget to continue supporting us by joining the HR Impact community. You can find the community at www.engagerocket.co slash HR Impact. Tune in next time where we'll have another guest who's going to share with us the game-changing insights that help them build high-performing teams.